today we are going to continue with a passage of First uh, Timothy chapter four verses six to eight about uh, training for godliness, and we said that we're going to do that in the light of the spiritual disciplines. When we when we talk about spiritual disciplines, and um, I know that for some of us um, is uh, different. Um, kind of understanding some of us have had different experiences but some of us is totally new and we've never thought about this uh, what do we mean uh, by that and what what are they for and again um, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about my ideas today I just wanted to go back to the scripture and the scripture that we find in Timothy. Now, just to give you a little bit of the background again of uh, this book, it's, it's a book that is written from an older pastor to a younger pastor, from somebody who has been there in ministry for many, many years to somebody who has just um, followed him, has become his kind of apprentice, his prodigy, and now he is teaching and he's uh, looking after God's people. And it's very interesting how Paul, in this case, is writing to Timothy and he's affirming him, but in the same time, he's guiding him in things that he should do or should not do, things that he should approach and not approach, things that he needs to address, and things that he needs to be prayerful for. And as I've been preparing for today, I've been really mindful of the fact that when um, we came and we became part of this church, and I was training for ministry, and I've been reminded of the fact that, um, actually, this morning, I'm really grateful for the way that Dave Winfield and Peter Barton really um, came alongside me and cared for me. And I cannot, I cannot really be here today without acknowledging that actually um, it was Dave's and Peter's ministry and walk and prayerfulness with me that has kept me growing in my confidence and my ministry. And I'm just praying and hoping that I'll be able to do that with, with others. But this is the relationship here Paul is writing to Timothy from a very pastoral heart to a pastor who really wants for his church to grow in the midst of what's going on actually in, in, in that particular group of, of Christians. And he's written to him several instructions. And then in chapter 4, he, he, he is writing um, these words. Uh, we're going to read only from verse 6 to 10, and then we're going to develop chapter 4 a little bit more next Sunday. So um, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 10, and we're going to read it from Jill's favorite version, the New Living Translation. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. 
Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. So Paul is exhorting Timothy to continue to train in godliness. Uh, last week, um, I probably didn't do you a favor because I, I bombarded you with uh, a number of questions in the beginning of my talk. But today I said, uh, and my promise was that I was going to develop and expand a little bit or address those questions in the coming Sunday. So today's question is, where and what are the sources that we are tapping on to nurture and nourish our faithfulness for our walk with Jesus? And how is that preserved? Now, this sounds like Paul's sentence, doesn't it? Very, very long. But basically... The, the bottom line question, or the bottom line of this question is, how am I training for godliness? What are the sources that I'm tapping on and tapping in that, that it's, it's helping me to become godly? Because the, the, the purpose, the ultimate purpose of this training actually it's godliness. It's to become more like God. It's to have that idea that actually you are like God. It's God-wordness, if that's a, a word. And I, I know that in the past, every time we've talked, or not we, but every time I have been part of conversations about um, spiritual disciplines, it has come across to me as if it's something that it's a spiritual achievement, rather as something that is God's gift for me to be living for him. And um, I, I, said, I said to you in the past, and um, I reminded us uh, last Sunday, that actually the metaphor that I've had for this training, or for this kind of training for godliness, has been the, the metaphor of the marathon. And it has to do with that preparation. It has to do with that consistency of doing things. It has to do with that attitude of heart that actually we want to become more and more like God. Now, the idea of godliness, we can't argue with that actually. But the question is, are we convinced that we need training for godliness? I want to ask that question really sincerely to you this morning. I want to ask it to myself. Am I convinced, like down deep in my heart, that I need training for godliness? Well, as we see it in First Timothy, and as we have seen it with what Jesus has taught his disciples, actually... When we become followers of Jesus, when we encounter God in our lives, when we become his um, sons and daughters by accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior, then the encouragement is for us to grow in our love and in, in our pursuit for him. So in one sense, 
this kind of uh, progress of, of this of this training for godliness is is God's plan. So God has not just called us to be his children, but not only that, but he has called us to grow in our love for him as our heavenly father. Um, and the, the way that God has allowed this to happen is by us being his disciples. I mean, Jesus, if we go to Luke chapter 6, verse 40, has got a very clear teaching about the disciples. And he says, actually, a disciple is not above his teacher. An apprentice is never above the, 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 the master. But everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. And this is the idea here, that actually you're fully trained. You're training in confidence. You're training in, um, in all the things with the, with the intention, the finish line of this race, the finish line of this marathon is nothing else but godliness. The, the mark that you and I get when we finish this line and we, as we pursue this route is godly. So it's like God. So features that every day of my life are expressing God to the people, to the, to, to, to the situations, and to the things that God has entrusted us with. So it is God's plan, it is God's desire that you and me train in godliness. And, and one thing that we need to be, to be reminded of is that this training is not just a one-off. I have achieved my spiritual exercise and achievements and therefore I'm done with this. What is next? Yes, we, you've given me all the information that I need for two weeks. I'll do that and that's unfinished. No, no, this training is about repetition. Because as disciples of Jesus, we are not called to be coasting. We're be called to be growing. We're be called to, to be training. We're be called to exercise. So we are getting better and mastering that art of becoming more like God. And I know that I've spoken last week about spiritual exercises. And, you know, the Bible is not explicit with a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I, for the purpose of this um, kind of series, I've chosen 10. But what I would like to suggest is that this is not the explicit um, list. Because anything that is going to help us to become more like God, and it's, it's not only a command, it's not only a principle, it's, 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 it's also an example that we can see in the scriptures. So all those th these three things, a command, an example, and a principle, this can be all kind of amalgamated into this idea of actually helping us in our training for godliness. So I've said about... Um, the idea, the importance of hearing God's voice in the scriptures. Um, I have um, talked about this uh, spiritual discipline of prayer. 
of worship, of evangelism, of serving, of stewardship, of silence and solitude, of journaling and learning. And I think we, we will have time to, 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 to expand on those. But today, I just wanted to remind us, um, because I, I have a sense that perhaps last week um, I kind of overcooked it a little bit, and that is fine. Um, but I, I just wanted to, to, to make sure that when we talk about spiritual disciplines, that we talk about this opportunity, this gift of God that we have to become more like him. And I would love to see that continue to grow in my life. Now, one thing that I've been really aware this week as I've been preparing throughout the whole week, each each day, I have had the sense that when we talk about spiritual disciplines, there is a sense of reservation, and we can talk a little bit about that, but also there is a sense of fear. And that's where I want to, to stop today and, and ponder, because the way I see it is not, or the way that Scripture is revealed to us, is not that this becomes something that it's part of the spiritual achievement chart. This is something that is allowing God to be working by showing his favor and kindness to us as we long and as we desire to become godly, to become more like Christ, to become like our master, as Jesus said. And there is a sense of fear. So whenever in my early years of being a Christian, whenever people talked about spiritual disciplines, my biggest fear was that it was presented to me as a list of the do chores and never came from that point of liberty, of that point of actually being free to do so. And I think the purpose of that book that was written in the late 70s, early 80s, I think, from Richard Foster, The Celebration of Disciplines, the whole purpose of that book was to address those things. And I think probably there are some of you that have got different experiences and different um, ideas of what you made of that book. But, but the purpose of, of the, that book was to bring people, and I think Richard Foster talked about the door of liberation. But the idea was that it's kind of promote, the idea is that this spiritual disciplines promote legalism and this high morality that is, becomes very dismissive of who God is and what he wants to do with our life. And it's all about what we can do and how we can achieve this. So, so the whole idea is that how, how, you know, how many chapters of the Bible can I read today to prove that I can read the Bible daily rather than actually coming to that place of longing. No, I want to indulge myself in God's presence and the way that God reveals his presence and his, his mind and his will to me is by spending time in the scripture. No, the way that I spend time by longing for God is when I abstain for stuff that I really like and enjoy doing. And that's my reminder. And that's why we go down the route of fasting. 
The way that I, I, I think about serving is when I am reminded of what Jesus did to his disciples and me being actually not being served, but to be serving others. I think, again, that's the discipline. So it's not about me having to tick my boxes in how many rotas I, I apply to or I, I, I comply with, but it's, it's me showing my love and worship for God by serving others, by serving communities. And there is a lot of you who are a great example in that. So, so the fear is of this becoming then a chore, a hard, yeah, a hard to reach and, and, and a chart that, that easily allows then disappointments because of the shortcomings. And the, the reason why I wanted to, to, to talk about this today is because I really wanted to encourage you guys who perhaps have had a go at this and are disappointed um, or have had a go at this and then thought that that was it for your spiritual walk or have had a go of, of this and it's really hard work. Who said to you that praying is easy has lied to you? Whoever said to you that reading the scriptures is easy has lied to you? Who has ever said to you that fasting is a piece of cake, literally, has lied to you? Who's ever said to you that serving others is going to be really good because you get this great affirmation and stuff has lied to you? All these spiritual disciplines that we are, they're tough, but they cannot happen. And I'm just saying this from my personal experience and what I see in people. They cannot happen unless they are touched by God's grace. And the relationship between God's grace and these disciplines is really irreplaceable. You cannot have the spiritual disciplines unless you go to this path of grace. And that's why I mentioned it last week uh, when I said the story of, of Bartimaeus. And once again, I really want to, to reinforce that, that actually when we look at this in the coming weeks, that actually this is an opportunity for us to endorse God's favor and kindness to us as we look to spend time with him, as we look to pray, as we look to serve him, as we look to, to fast, as we look to all these different spiritual disciplines. So by that, I'm saying that if you have tried on your own until today, if I have tried on my own to try and do these things, it's now time for me to be thinking that actually, if I want to become like my master, the Lord Jesus Christ, I need to allow his favor and kindness to touch my life. I need to allow his grace to be really um, transforming me and wanting me to become every day and more like Jesus. So it is God's plan for to progress. It is about repetition. It is about that spending time in prayer and fasting and growing in our confidence for that. But it's also about allowing his grace and allowing his ability to empower me to become more and more like Jesus. And that's what I want to leave with you today. 
Um, I'm going to be praying now for you and for myself, and then I'm going to hand it over to Aaron, who's going to um, um, sing the, the last um, hymn for us. So, Father God, thank you that our training for godliness, it's your plan. And you want each and every one of us, since you call us by name, to become each day and more like Jesus. And thank you that in this process, you are on our side. Thank you that in this process, you want to help us. And thank you that in this process, you want us to embrace your kindness and favor that is displayed in your grace. So Lord, I pray today against all my fears, against all the reservations, all the things, Lord, that are going to hinder or slow this process of me becoming more and each day like Jesus. I pray this for my brothers and sisters who know you and who love you, for those who know you and love you for many, many years, and for those who have known you and loved you for uh, the last recent years. Lord, I just pray that as we look at this training for godliness, that we will not lose sight of your spirit, will not lose sight of your presence indwelling us and your grace giving us a hand to grow. Help us, Lord, we pray. We love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>